wonderful evening once again welcome to another live broadcast of the potter's gate this is isaac phillips i can tell i want to specially welcome everyone tonight to our live broadcast we're just going to give some few minutes for all the people right to connect with us we're going to continue tonight uh, to look into the principle of the reformation of nehemiah we began to look at this uh, a few days ago and tonight i feel we need to just continue at least to make the best use of um, the electricity that we have uh, tomorrow we're going to be having uh, i think uh, one or two load shedding so let's make uh, the best use of the time we have for tonight we are going to believe the lord amen to give us greater entrance into his heart into his mind into his word into his will and purpose tonight all right so uh we're going to pray then we're going to go back to some few keys that we look into this morning we've been looking at the concept of what i tug amen the burden of vision it is important that we look into this uh, uh principle the burden of vision all right if we're going to be you know world changes if we're going to transform society if we're going to bring renewal all right to this day that we live in if we're going to advance the counsel of god if we're going to become that instrument the lord is going to use to change you know society the church the body then we have to really believe god to grant us grace amen to be burdened it's important that we we birth the things of god and um the counsels of God for our time, amen, in the spirit of uh, a burden. We need the burden of God to fall upon us. And that's what we're going to be looking into. We we dealt with this this morning, but we should continue. There's a few other points that I feel we need to look into that will allow us, amen, to engage this powerful principle, amen. We need to have spiritual burden in order to fulfill God's plan and God's purpose for, for this brand new day. All right. So that's what we're going to be doing amen so i'm just waiting for one or two people to connect with us uh, I, I can also see that the network is dropping so maybe i'm just going to change to another network line i'm just going to quickly do that all right thank you so much i see somebody's connecting i, I can't see you yet uh, we're just having a little bit issue with the network here all right it, the network is quite low Okay, I'm not sure if I should just change the line. All right, uh, Reverend Roy, thank you so much. Thank you for connecting, Reverend Roy. All right, um, let me just see what we can do to this network. Okay, maybe I should just, I hope. Okay, I'm trying to change my network. All right. I think this is a better network all right thank you so much reverend roy thank you for connecting tonight all right mm, father we thank you we bless your name we glorify you some beautiful concept we look into this this morning wow what a word what a word the lord gave to us you know this morning Father, we want to thank you once again. We grant, we, 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 we thank you for granting us grace. We thank you for blessing us with your word, with your heart, with your mind. Thank you for revealing your desire and your intentions to us. Thank you for showing us this excellent principle that we are looking into in the life of a man who is going to become a pattern for us in how to build the things that are broken, shattered in our, in our lives, in our society, in our community. 
Lord, as we yield ourselves once again, we surrender to the principles of reformation and renovation. We thank you, Lord, once again, that you will unlock within our heart, O God, the mysteries of your kingdom. We pray this evening once again that the burden, O God, yes, the burden of following, of serving and pleasing you will fall upon us. We know, O Father, that you spoke to us that, yes, uh, vision is not is not something that we inherit we have to we have to receive it in the place of birth in the place of prayer and so father tonight even as we engage your heart and your mind we pray oh god that you will take us further oh god even as we continue to look into this principle help us father to tonight again to become conduit oh god agents of change instrument that you're going to use oh god to bring healing to bring deliverance but also to bring restoration yes to, to our society to our lives to our homes to our family we present ourselves tonight to you as that remnant as that residue of company of people oh god who you are going to use oh god who you are going to empower and enforce oh god yes your spirit in in, in them oh god to bring a change we yield to you tonight, O oh God. We thank you, O oh God, for every heart, every mind, every soul, every spirit, O oh God, tonight that will be used of you. Thank you, Spirit of God. Thank you, Lord, my heart, soul, and body. I bind to you tonight, O oh God. I yield myself as instrument, O oh God. Use me for your glory to convey your heart, your mind, O oh God. Thank you for the prophetic spirit once again, O oh God, that has been steered even in this hour, O oh God, to bring your people to a place, O oh God, of divine engagement. Thank you, Spirit of God, for what your spirit, O oh God, is doing. In Jesus' name, amen. And amen. Thank you, everyone, for connecting. I, I see we have about four or five people connecting with us. All right, thank you so much, everyone. Like, like, like I said, to, this morning we had such a wonderful time. What, what an impartation, what a release of the spirit all right, this morning. And I'm just going to continue on that note. There are a couple of things that I want to share with us. All right, again, maybe before I do that, let's go back to some points okay, that we, 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 we looked into this morning. All right, I just quickly want to, yes, I've, I've, I've kind of added to this statement that we made this morning. So this is more like an updated uh, statement. Now we're dealing with amen, the burden of vision. All right, if you look at if you look at the book of Nehemiah, all right, in chapter one, we see where all right Nehemiah received a burden from all right the the the, the you know the the, the 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 words he heard from the people that came from Jerusalem. All right. Uh, from 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 the news they you know they brought they brought to to Nehemiah okay we saw how you know the the, the spirit of burden came upon all right Nehemiah and this is important for us okay that there's no way we can really be used all right to advance the things of God without that position without that posture amen of receiving burden burden is very important for us to be able to capture the spirit amen of a visionary leader leadership it begins from the place of burden there has to be something within our spirit that is tiered amen that reaches out that 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 goes beyond just hearing and feeling remorse okay to the point where you begin to pray and fast all right to the point where you want to begin to see change all right even in that which you have heard and that's a place where all right burden is established burden produces amen a, a, a vision okay let me just read this statement now as said visionary leadership all right is 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 not it's not it's not an entitlement okay nobody's entitled to visionary leadership in the morning we said all right nobody's entitled to vision i've changed it kind of you know added to this you know a statement so visionary leadership is all right it's not an entitlement but a byproduct amen of a heart that is filled amen of a heart that is filled with burden 
and burden is birth, amen, in the place of continuous strategic kingdom-centered intercession of prayer. All right. Now we see Nehemiah, amen, begin to express this attitude. Remember, this is first an attitude. Whatever is going to happen to us, whatever God is going to use us to, to carry out to birth, amen, has to start from that position, from that place, amen, where we are burdened. Thank you so much, my dear brother Emmanuel. Thank you for connecting. It has to be, amen, that we, we, we become a people of burden. All right. When you look at things around, when you hear things, something has to minister to you. Something has to, there has to be a lipping. There has to be a you know a, you know a, a, an acceleration there has to be a cry within you there has to be a push within you the bible says amen that when when mary came into amen into the house of elizabeth or rather yeah when mary came into the house of elizabeth to visit the bible says the child amen kind of leap for joy in the womb there was a contact there was a communication there's a spiritual communication and that's very important if we're going to be used to do anything all right before this too you know jesus and john ever met themselves there was a connection in the spirit and that's what i really want to emphasize as we deal with amen is that God is going to use to bring a change to our society, to bring a change to our generation. This is not just going to be just be mere zeal. It's not just going to be something that, well, I, I, like, I like to do it. I love to do it. Everybody is talking about apostolic and prophetic leadership. It's, this is something I want to do. The Bible says, no man take this honor upon himself. Except he that is called. They call us from the place of burden. They call us and they empower us from the place of burden. So this is something that I really want to quickly stress again. As we continue to look into the principle, we're laying the foundation, amen, of a, a, a Nehemiah kind of a generation. If we're going to have, amen, a people that will change society, that will transform, that will reform, amen, that will restore society, that will reform the church, that will transform the church, amen, will have to be a people, amen, who have been baptized in the place of spiritual burden. Burden must be what enhances our movement, amen, into uh, spiritual engagement, into what is called the spirit of reformation. If you don't have a burden, if you if you look at this, the state of the church and you are happy, you know, or you just you just feel well, there's nothing wrong with the church, then you cannot be used, amen. There has to be something because you see, in, in burden, sight, amen, are corrected. In the place of burden, you begin to see certain things where ordinary people don't see. You begin to hear certain things where, you know, everybody don't hear. Here. All right, so this is this is what we we, we saw, amen, as we approach the beginning. The foundation, amen, or the, the opening of, of, of the ministry of Nehemiah. The first thing we saw here, amen, is that he was burdened when he heard of the state. When he heard of the state, amen, of, of in fact, let me go back to that scripture. In uh, Nehemiah chapter 1, all right, I'm going to read from verse 1. The word of Nehemiah, the son of Kalea. In the month of Kislev, in the 20th year, while I was in the citadel of Shusha, you got to understand that Nehemiah was in a comfortable place, though he was in captivity, but where he was, was a, a place of comfort. It was in the citadel of, of Shusha. And Anaya, one of my brothers, came from Judah. Judah ought to be a place of praise, a house of praise. A house of praise came from Judah with other men. I, I question them. You, can, you see, this guy, this guy is, is, is he, 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 he understand. He wants to track what is going on. Amen. He's concerned. He said, I question them. Amen. I question them about the, the, the Jewish remnant that survived the exile. And also about Jerusalem. They said to me, those who survived the exile are back, amen, in the province. And are greatly troubled 
and disgrace. These are two key words that stands out. They are greatly troubled, amen, and disgraced. Now, this, is, this, this statement triggers the spirit, amen, of leadership. The Bible says that when Jesus saw the people, amen, they, 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 you know, they were scattered and harassed. Bible says when Jesus saw the people, he saw them, amen, as, as people who have no shepherd, scattered and harassed. And he prayed, he said, he said, we need to pray, amen, that the Lord, amen, of Sabbath will send what? Will send harvesters into the field. He said, pray the Lord of the harvest to send laborers. You see, sending laborers begin from the place where we have sight into the condition, amen, of the life of people. It's important that we emphasize this. Remember the things that I've been saying that we are taking principle. We're taking, you know, a pattern from the book of Nehemiah, amen, as, you know, as, as some of the things that we need to, we need to develop in order to be able to advance into, amen, God's intention, God's plan for our life. All right. So Nehemiah has become a pattern for us. All right. So the Bible says when you, when you, when, when, when they told him about the state of Jerusalem and the condition of the people as, all right, being in a state of disgrace, amen. It says they were greatly troubled. Why were they troubled? Why are they disgraced? He said, when I heard this, he said, he said, I broke down, amen. I broke down. I broke down in tears. Why? Because the gates of Jerusalem has been has been shattered, has been broken. The people are disgraced, amen. And they are troubled. These are things that will trigger, you know, a, a state within the heart of any man that is called of God to bring a change to society or even to the church, to the body of Christ. All right. When a leader, when a when a leader sees things, when a leader watches how things are in society, something, amen, triggers that person. Remember that what defines, amen, a leader it's not the portfolio no no it's the condition of the heart that's the first thing we need to look into because before we begin to talk about the act of nehemiah we need to understand the heart of nehemiah many a times we talk about the act of nehemiah without understanding the heart it is the heart of a man amen that defines his art his act if your heart is not in alignment if your heart is not connecting if your heart is not speaking to what burdens the heart of god if your heart is not seeing the things amen that troubles god within society within nation amen within the body if you cannot see these things guess what then you cannot be used because it takes one who can see accurately it takes one who can feel the burdens of god amen for such a person to be empowered to carry out the mission less why you you know you're running out of you're running with zeal to go do something amen you know the enemy challenges you and you find yourself running away those are what the bible call amen you know wolves in sheep clothings wolves in sheep clothings amen they run away when wolves come amen they allow wolves to devour the sheep so something is happening here the bible says nehemiah broke down when you heard that amen the walls of jerusalem has been broken down and the gates amen have been burnt have been burnt he said when i heard these things when i heard these things it's important when i heard these things this is where the journey this is where the spirit this is where the reformation of nehemiah began he said when i heard this thing i sat down and wept that state of weeping amen is triggered by by burden by something within the heart of nehemiah that he cannot contain it he said when i heard this thing i broke down and i began to weep he said for days i wept for days he wept he mourned and he fasted he prayed 
So we, we see that as a beautiful foundation that tells us, amen, how to engage, amen, the, 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 the spirit of transformation, the spirit of reformation, the spirit of reformation. Then, of course, in, in, in verse 2, you begin to see something here. In verse 2, the Bible says in verse 2, in the, in, in, in the month of, uh, of Nisan, in the 20th year of King Ataxus, when wine was brought to him, I took the wine and I gave it to the king. Listen to this. I had never been, I have never been sad, amen, in the presence of the king. So the king asked me, what does your face, what, excuse me, why does your face look so sad? When, excuse me, why, why does your face look so sad, amen? And he said, when, I, when are you healed? Are you, are you falling sick? When are you, when are you healed? This can be nothing but the sadness of heart. I was very afraid. Listen to verse, you know, you know, the continuation. He said, I was very afraid. And I said to the king, my king, live forever. Why shouldn't my face not look amen, sad when the city where my fathers are buried lies in ruin? And its gate, amen, has been destroyed. Then the king, then the king said, what do you want me to do? Now listen to the next, the next uh, uh, statement. Then I prayed. I mean, after the king asked him, what do you want me to do? He says, then I prayed to the God of heaven and I answered the king. These are very powerful spiritual principle here. All right. I'm laying a kind of a foundation for us as we continue to deal with, amen, the principle, amen, of, of, of the reformation of Nehemiah. Now, one of the things that we've established is the, is the capacity for this guy, amen, to be burdened. And we saw that this burden was not just something that happened, amen, in a few days. All right. This happened in a particular month. All right. And it took another, you know, few months thereby, you know, thereabout that this man was burdened about the condition, about the state of his nation, about the state of his city, amen, about the state of his people. All right. Now, this is important for us to be able to. You know, bring a change to our society, bring a change to the present situation that we see all around us, all around us could be in whatever area. It could be in in the spiritual, it could be in social, economic, it could be amen, in, 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 in the area of politics and leadership, whatever area, amen, that our heart has been burdened, we need to continue to pray because God might just, amen, be speaking to us. God might just use that burden, amen, to birth a vision in our heart that will Push, put us in a position where we become visionary leaders. Visionary leaders are men and women, amen, who, who, who carry out the intentions and the purposes of God based on, amen, how they've been burdened at art. In other words, they are not in that thing, amen, for some popularity. They're not there, amen, just to earn, you know, some, you know, some influence for themselves. When you see a visionary leader, amen, from one who, who just study leadership, amen, who just want to do things, you, you will see a, a big difference, all right? There, 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 there is that thing within the heart of a visionary leader, all right, that, that will go out of his or her way to make sure that things are done even without being paid for it. And to me, I think that is something that is very important because the king, all right, when, when the Bible says when he approached the king to give the king, you know, a, a wine, as he poured wine, amen, the king looked at him and said, why, why, why are you sad? What's going on? And, he, and and the scripture said he said I was afraid. Why was he afraid? Because I mean, how do you share such a, such a thing with the king? You are, I mean, you are you are supposed to be serving the king. That's a that's a glorious thing. That's a wonderful thing to be serving the king. But then you have another mission. 
I mean, how do you have another mission outside, the, you know, serving the king? That's supposed to be the ultimate. <laughs> I remember when I used to talk about this, I said a lot of us, amen, we, 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 we have perfected the act of serving, amen, the king in Babylon. We've perfected the act of serving, amen, you know, our, our, uh, you know, our career. And we no longer have a burden regarding the things of God. In fact, we have forgotten, amen, that we are supposed to, amen, be serving the king of kings and the lord of lords. Here's the king asking him, why is your face so sad? So, first of all, we begin to see an occasion, amen, that creates room, amen, for, for you know for for uh, excuse me for nehemiah to express his heart because in situations like this you have to allow god you have to allow occasion you have to allow event amen to create the right avenue amen for communication so that you don't you don't go out of zeal you don't say things out of zeal amen that may put you in trouble yes god wants you to do something yes god wants you to carry out a mandate a vision god wants you to you know do something for him but guess what you have to wait on the lord yeah, Nehemiah had been praying for a while. He waited until, amen, the Lord created an occasion that the king was able, I mean, the king don't look at your face. You ought to look at the king's face. But the, this time around, the king was looking at Nehemiah. That is God creating an, an occasion, amen, for Nehemiah to be able to express himself. The king looked at him and said, why is your face so sad? Remember in those days when you are serving the king, you serve him at his pleasure. Your face must not be sad. You must always, even if you're sad, you must, you must wear an unhappy face. You must, you must smile. But the, the king was able to see through the through the facade, through you know, through, through the cosmetics, through amen, the smile of, of Neymar. The kings knew that something is wrong with this boy. And the king asks, What is the problem? That's an occasion. That is an occasion to do what? To speak. That's an occasion, amen? To express yourself. You see, I always say this thing. Vision will always create, excuse me, burden will always create an op opportunity for a vision to speak. A burden will always create, if God ever give you a burden, amen, to reform, to transform, to restore, to build, to do something for him, amen, that burden will create an occasion for expression. You see, when the time has not come for a for a vision, a vision that has not been mature has no voice. A vision that has not been mature. Remember, in this point, we're dealing with amen, the burden of vision. A vision that has not mature does not have a voice. If you try to give amen, try to give a voice to a vision that has not mature, it will lead you to destruction. It will lead you to problem. It will lead you, amen, into all kinds of unnecessary issues and battles. You understand? Particularly if you're in a situation where everything looks like it's impossible. You know, many of us have certain vision that looks impossible. But guess what? When, when, when that vision, amen, has, has, has hit that period, that season of maturation, listen to this, that vision will be given a voice. And I like to establish this because many of us, God wants us to do something within our society, within our nation, within our community, amen, within our family, all right? And we look at those things and we feel like, oh, where do I start from? No, start from praying. You start by praying. Let the, let the burden, amen, let the burden of God continue to fall upon you. Continue to pray and let that burden, hallelujah, continue to speak within your heart. When it's time for that burden to move, amen, to the next point, you see, burden births vision. Alright, visual creates room, amen, for expression.
Remember, we're, we're, we're drawing principle. We're drawing amen, principle from Nehemiah and the acts of Nehemiah in order to engage some of, the, some of the things that the Spirit of God will have us carry out in our day, in our time. And I, I'm, I'm very interested, amen, in, in this principle because we've seen people, amen, who have, who have run out of zeal without waiting, amen, for the maturation. If you look at that scripture again, there was a time frame. There was a time frame between the month of Kislev, amen, and the month of Nisan. There was a time frame between the month of Kislev where he heard the where he heard amen uh, uh, the, 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 the words from these guys that came from Jerusalem, amen, to the month of Kislev when he served, when he was serving the king wine. There was a time frame. You see, time is never an issue when it comes to a man that is burdened. When it comes to a heart that is burdened with the things of the spirit. I can assure you for close to, if I'm not mistaken, for close to 10 years or, or thereabout or more. I mean, I, I carried the burden of this nation in my heart. Praying every day praying and just waiting for God amen to create an occasion to create that opening and when the time came for God to say it's time amen for you to move into the next reality amen you see there's a time to pray there is a time where God says stand up this is not time to pray this is a time for action we've got to understand this thing okay so it's important that we establish this this time frame amen between that time of prayer and the time where he continued serving the king I believe that there must be there must have been several times that Nehemiah must have served the king food and and, and you know and and served him his, his drink that the king never really bothered never looked at his face but there's a particular day there's a particular time there's a particular month amen the month of Nisan that the king looked at Nehemiah's face and said what was wrong with you why are you sad that's an occasion this is a powerful principle that I'm teaching because some of us, God will be preparing us to enter into a new scope of ministry. Some of us, God will be preparing us to enter, to engage, amen, a new job, amen, a new career. But we need to understand that we cannot go with zeal. We cannot just go, hallelujah, without, amen, the release of the spirit. Can you see that, amen, the the ability to step into that which Nehemiah, amen, is already burdened with did not come from Nehemiah. It came from the king himself. <laughs> it came from the king himself. The king looked at his face. If, if, if you don't know how to, how to discover how God uses occasion, amen, amen, to speak, to create an avenue for revenue, what you need to continue to do is to pray. Prayer prepares you, amen. Prayer enhances that which amen, heaven amen, wants to do in your life. You see, that's why the concept we teach regarding prayer is very, is very, is very, you know, excuse me, is very different from how people define prayer. To me, the place of prayer is the place where you establish strategy to engage. The king asked him. When the king asked him, he said, I was afraid. He said, but then I said to the king, he was afraid, but he spoke. He was afraid, but he spoke. This is not a this is not a fear that shuts you down. This is not a fear, hallelujah, that keeps you mute, that keeps you bound. When the day for the vision to speak, listen to this, that vision will speak. Is that not what the Bible says in the book of Habakkuk? It says, write down the vision. Let's go to Habakkuk. I wasn't planning to go to Habakkuk, but let's go to Habakkuk quickly. 
Oh, thank you, Father. We love this. In Habakkuk chapter 2, I'm going to read from verse 1. Habakkuk said, I will, I will stand at my watch. <laughs> Remember this morning I was speaking about Habakkuk. In chapter 1, we discovered that Habakkuk was complaining about the state. I mean, if you read chapter 1. In fact, in verse 2, this is how Habakkuk began to speak. How long, O Lord, must I call for help? <laughs> Does that sound like you? How long, O oh Lord, must I call for help? But you did not listen. Or I cry out. Violence. I'm crying out. Violence. Corruption. I'm crying out. Perversion in the land. Wickedness in the land. He said, but you did not save. Why do you make me look at injustice? Does that sound like some of us? You feel burdened. Why do you make me look at injustice? Why do you make me look at all these things that is happening in the nation, in the land? We've been praying. What's going on? He said, I cry violence. <laughs> he said, but you did not save. Why do you make me to look at injustice? Why do you tolerate wrong? Does that sound like us? People who are going to restore walls and gates must have the fruit of patience. Must have, amen, the understanding, amen, of spiritual timing and season. God doesn't respond according to our own timing. God has a timing, amen, that he responds. But he wants us to mature in the place of waiting. So that when, amen, we are released to, to go, to engage, hallelujah, we do it with all the resources and the arsenals at our disposal. So, you see, we've got to understand that there are no delays in God. He says, why, 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 why do you make me to tolerate injustice? Why do you, excuse, excuse me, he said, why do you tolerate injustice? Look at this, he's still complaining. Destructions and violence are before me. There is strife and conflict. Conflict abounds. Verse 4, therefore the law, the law of the Lord, amen, is paralyzed. I mean, there are nations like that today. South Africa, Nigeria, some place. You say, these people, there's no law in this land. This is a lawless night. Because when you see the way people are doing things, you, you like, God, this is Habakkuk complaining about the state of, this, of the nation, about the state, amen, of, of society. It says, therefore, the law, amen, is paralyzed. Law, you know, laws that have no... Power to to arrest to you know to you know to 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 bring justice. He said the law is paralyzed. He said the law is paralyzed and justice never prevails. Come on, we should get we should get some encouragement from Abacook here, friends. This should give us some encouragement because I mean Abacook is like he's speaking in the twenty first century. It's like this guy is actually living in our day in our time. <laughs> It says, therefore, 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 justice does not prevail. It says, the wicked, listen to this. It says, the wicked hem, the wicked hem in the righteous so that justice is perverted. Do you know what that means? The wicked 
holds the throat of the of the righteous man and pins him to the wall and say if you speak i will kill you this is what abacook prophet abacook is complaining here but i want you to go back and take note the verse the the the, 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 the first verse we read it says it said how long must i call for help it says but you do not listen he said, I cry out for violence. I, I, I cry out violence. He said, but you did not save. So you, you see this man start complaining. He's been complaining. He's been complaining. Of course, God starts speaking to him. God says, Abakuk, you need to return back to the you need to return back to the watch. You need to return back to the place of prayer. Come on. You need to go back to the place of prayer, Abakuk. You have missed your place. In chapter 2, verse 1, he says, I will stand at my watch. You see, when we don't stand at our, at, our, at our watch, I'm telling you, we will get discouraged. Because when you see certain things going on in the country, when you see certain things going on in society, you're just going to say, look, it's over. There's no hope for this nation. Come on, more than ever before, I believe there's hope. You see, we can only, we can only see hope and find hope in the place, amen, of the watch. In the place, hallelujah, of the watch. If you are positioned at the place of the watch, I'm telling you, you will see a change in your day. You will see, hallelujah, impartation. You will see restoration. You will see reformation. You will see transformation. You will see healing. You will see deliverance. Because the place of the watch is the place of hope. The place of the watch is the place of vision. The place of the watch is the place of strength. The place of the watch, hallelujah, is a place of revelation. The place of the watch is the, is the ascended place where we get to know, where we get to understand the mind of God, the intentions of God. The place of the watch is the place of vision, is the place of the prophetic. Come on, friends. This is important. If we're going to be instrument of change, if we're going to be leaders with capacity to reform, to transform, to, to, to develop, amen, society, to change, to engage evil, amen, we have to take our place on the watch. The place of the watch is not for weakling, amen, it's not for lazy people, it's not, amen, for pious, it's not for, you know, people who don't understand the things of the spirit. You know, I, I, people have this mindset, amen, that people who are engaged in prayer are weak people. Uh, they, they don't understand. They, they're lazy no there's time for prayer to, to prayer excuse me there's time for prayer and there is time to engage if you're not praying where you're not where you are supposed to pray guess what you will not have the right understanding of how to engage in times of action there is time for everything before jesus before god anointed jesus of nazareth who went about doing good there were period there were season where you find him on the mountain praying remember that it was on the mountain that he got transformed it was on the mountain that we saw his glory it's in the mountain place amen that we get to be empowered that we get to be resourced with the prophetic call amen elijah amen it's in that position amen of the mountain that we get to be empowered with the anointing called moses it's called the apostolic the capacity to set our people free amen in bondage we've got to understand this powerful principle so in chapter 2, we begin to see this guy changing his posture. His posture, excuse me. He said, I will, I will stand at my watch and station myself, amen, on the ramp, on the ramp. I will look. I will stand, amen. I will position myself. I will look, amen, what the Lord will say to me. And how to answer 
of the things that he said. Then he went further. Then the Lord spoke. You see, this is the this is the point where God speaks. God never speaks to you in the place of com confusion. God he never he never speaks in the place where you complain. He never speaks. Amen. God never speaks to you when you leave. Amen. Your post on the watch. You never get to hear the, the voice of God. When I hear God's voice, you go to the hill. You go to the mountain. You position yourself on the wall. Amen. You position yourself on the tower. Then the Lord replied him. What was the, what was the reply? He said, write down the vision. We're looking at the principle, amen, of reformation via, amen, the spirit of Nehemiah. Then the Lord said to him, write down the vision. Where does vision comes from? I told us this morning. Vision comes from God. Vision is not what, amen, you get to have because you look at your environment, amen, and you feel, oh, wow, things must change. No, vision comes from God. You may look at situation and complain, but if you have not been positioned in the place of prayer, in the place of intercession, in the place of, amen, a, 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 a continual agony in the spirit, guess what? Heaven never impregnates you. Vision is an impregnation of of God's solution, amen, for the problem of man, amen, on earth. Vision, hallelujah, is God's way of answering, amen, the things, the challenges that you have seen. But guess what? If you are not burdened with what you have seen and go into prayer, you never get to have a vision. A lot of people have started things in the name of vision that is an ambition. Because time will always prove the difference between the vision and an ambition. When it's built an, around a man, it's an ambition. Amen. When it's only you that can do it, but nobody can do it, it's an ambition. Amen. If the vision cannot you know, incorporate other grace and giftings into the assignment, it's an ambition. Amen. Come on. We, we read it this morning. God will always call a man. When it comes to a vision, God will always call a man because it takes one, amen, to be burdened by, you know, by, you know, by, 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 by a need, amen, by, you know, by an assignment. But it takes, amen, a company of people, amen, to resource that vision to see to its fulfillment. That's the principle of God. Jesus was sent, but he called 12 people. 12, 12 people. That's the principle of God. You cannot build the things of God around yourself, around one man. You, we, we, we're going to look into that as we continue. Amen. Looking into the principle of Nehemiah, you'll discover that it began with Nehemiah, but it didn't end with Nehemiah. Hallelujah. Write down the vision. The Lord replies, say, write down the vision. Write down the revelation. Write down the vision. Where there is no vision, where there is no revelation, the people cast off restraint. Can you see some of the character um, of vision? Vision will constrain you. Vision will, res will restrain you. Hallelujah. Vision, hallelujah, will bring discipline into your life. Yes, you, you, yes, God spoke to you, but vision, hallelujah, will realign your life. Vision will put you on a straight and a narrow path. When you truly, when you truly, when you truly collide with God and they impregnate you with vision, I tell you, you can no longer live your life the way you used to live it. No, that thing will continue to guide and direct you. Even when you feel like you want to speak, when the time has not come, they will say, be quiet. Remember, the vision will speak for itself. Within the vision, hallelujah, you know, lies the time of birth. And within the vision lies, amen, the revenue, the avenue, the, the, the season, the timing, hallelujah, the, the resource, the favor, all that you need is within the vision. But the vision begins with the seed. 
And as you pray and as you grow in the burden of that vision, amen. And as the vision grows, there will be a time where, I mean, it's just like pregnancy. It's just like pregnancy. When that thing continues to grow, when that child begins to grow, listen, a day comes that you can no longer, that child, listen to this, when, that, when the time comes for that child to come out, even if you're not ready, <laughs> the child will come. So, so circumstance does not define, amen. People do not define, amen, the time for the baby to come. It is, it is the vision. It is the baby. Once it's time for that thing to come out, I'm telling you, everything around and within you will begin to attract, amen, the, 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 the platform, the, 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 the stage for the birthing. When the time came for me earlier to come to this nation, I tell you, things that used to work against me began to work for me. I told you to the point that at the embassy, my, my passport was lost, was missing. They couldn't find it. The enemy would do everything, amen, to try to, to, try to kill, to try to stop, amen, a vision. A vision that, listen, the fact that the vision comes from God does not mean that suddenly it's, it's just all going to be smooth right. No, 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 don't make that mistake. That is when you are going to face the most, the most challenging, the, the most terrible opposition in your life. Amen. Even people that you thought amen, understood you, they, you know, love you, are connected. The, the enemy will turn them against you. It's part amen, of, of the preparation. Those are part of the principle of preparing amen, for the birthing of a vision. I hope you understand what we're talking about, friends. Because I tell you, the things that God is going to be doing in this season that we have entered is going to dumbfound men. But it will take people that are dogged, that are rugged, that are determined. It will take people, hallelujah, who, who, who have been cooked, prepared. Who, who have come, hallelujah, from, from the crucible, amen, of prayer. Who have been taken through, amen, a time, amen, of, of purification through fire, through the furnace, amen, that when the and there is nothing you do to them like Stephen. You may be throwing all kinds of hate and ferocity of wickedness to them. Listen to this. They have seen the Lord standing. They cannot but to prophesy. There's nothing you can do to stop them. They will build that wall. They will rebuild the gates. But it's going to take a different order of people. It's not going to take this hit and run thing that we want to do. No. You have to maintain your, your place because it's, it's when you maintain your place at the watch, hallelujah, on the tower, then you're going to hear the voice. We just read that in Habakkuk, amen, as he positioned himself. You see, when the enemy tried to dislocate you from the place where heaven has positioned you, you see, there's a reason why God says stick to the place of prayer. There's a reason why the Lord says wait. They that wait upon the Lord shall renew their strength. Why do you need a strength to be renewed? Because you need that strength to advance into the next stage of God's plan and purpose for your life. To bring out his bidding. To do his, hallelujah, his bidding. You've got to understand that everything about, about the things of God, amen, are carried out in clear divine objective. Hallelujah. Thank you so much, my brother, for connecting. Uh, my dear brother, Nosa, thank you. Sorry, I'm seeing you. Thank you so much. Write down the vision. I believe that Nehemiah wrote down the vision. I believe that he wrote down the revelation. And that revelation began to realign his life. Began to reconstruct, amen, his, 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 his attitude, his belief system. Remember, all this began from the place of hearing. He heard. They brought, a, they brought the word. He heard the word. 
And that word triggered something in his heart. And instead of him to run around, no, he went to pray. You see, this guy is very strategic. This guy know, he understood the principle of change. He knew, he understand what it takes to change a nation, to transform, to reform. He understand earlier that true reformation begins in the place, katata, legayando, in the place of prayer. Reformation does not begin in the place of intellectual, you know, uh, 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 No, it doesn't begin in the place of, you know, no, the, 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 the lingua, how we can speak English. No, reformation is not lingua. Reformation is a burden of a heart regarding the intentions of God for a people. You see, there was nothing that they could do to stop Martin Luther because this guy was burdened. You see, when you're burdened, you no longer see, you no longer see men, you no longer see their size, you no longer see how, how big, how, how popular they are, you don't see their status in society. No, when you are burdened with a vision and you are living by the mandate of the vision, I tell you, you will speak to anyone, to any company, you will speak because everyone will embolden you. Now we need today to be emboldened by the Spirit of God. How we need, amen, to wait on the Lord. How we need to prepare ourselves in the place of prayer. Like I said, when, when you wait on the Lord, amen, and the vision has grown to the point that it's time for that vision to be birthed, the vision will speak for itself. Many of the people that spoke against me, that thought, amen, I'm just one of those hit and run men of God. Today, many of them, <laughs> they're like, okay, what can we do? What can we do? They, they, everybody wants to be your friend now. Because vision will always speak. You see, if, you, if you're not patient, if you're not patient with what God wants to use you to carry out, you may just abort, amen, the process because, amen, of the negativity that you're going to be attracting, that you're going to be seeing around. Hallelujah. There is a place that we've got to position ourselves where we have hope. Hope is found, amen, at the watch. Faith, amen, is rekindled on the wall. The wall meaning the, the, the place where we connect with God. Amen. On the tower. The place of prayer. We, we must relocate ourselves. Amen. On that spiritual tower. On that spiritual wall. On that spiritual watch. We've got to be people of the watch. Watch and pray they say. I will take my stand on the watch. Before you take your stand, amen, to stand before the king to speak, you better be sure that you've prayed. You better be sure, hallelujah, that you have enough confidence. Listen, confidence is a byproduct of a prayer life. What are we doing? We're dealing with the principle of the burden of vision as we engage, amen, the concept of Nehemiah. So visionary leadership is not amen, it's not an entitlement. Visionary leadership or visionary spirit is not an entitlement. It's a byproduct of a heart filled amen, with burden. Burden is burden is birthed in the place amen, of continuous strategic kingdom focus intercession. Intercession is this is the key that we need today. To begin to prepare the path 
to engage in the restoration process, amen, of our city, of our nation. When we begin to have men and women, once again, like Nehemiah, who can position themselves in the place of prayer based on what they hear, based on the things they're seeing, if we can begin to go back and take those things to God and we allow heaven to burden our heart in the place of prayer, Alabashianda. The burden we produce, the burden we bring other things call heaven's resource. It's, it's, it's in the place, amen, of burden that the keys of the kingdom are given to us. The ability to access resource, to access favor, to access, you know, capacity, grace, skill is, is all in the place of prayer. Then the king, the next time we're going to, in chapter 2 of, of Nehemiah, we saw the king being introduced. In the month, amen, of, of Nisan. In the month of Nisan. In the 20th year of King Ataxus. When wine was brought to him, I took the wine and I gave it to the king. I had never been sad in the presence of the king. <laughs> then the king asked, why does your face look so sad when you are not sick, when you are not healed? What's going on with you? Because when you are sick, you don't come before the king. But why is your face so, so sad? Why are you looking so sickly? They said, the king said, listen, this is the king speaking. Nothing, nothing. This cannot be nothing but the sadness of the heart. The king was able to connect. You see, that's God walking. That's what I'm telling you. You see, it all begins from, you know, the king just observing Nehemiah's face. What's going on here? You see, God, God wants to use us to change things. Occasion will create a layer, the avenue for, for, for divine connection. Occasion will create an avenue for divine revenue. Occasion will create a layer, an avenue for divine interaction. You won't know how that, that powerful man, that wealthy man, that influential man, amen. You won't know how God will cross the, your path with that person and they'll say so, so what's going on here the things you're praying for that you think is trouble no <laughs> one man will just say ah well we can do this for you this is not a problem <laughs> this is not a problem to us we can we can we can we can assist you but guess what that word we can assist you you've been praying for three years you know just just somebody's signature you've been praying for four years just to get a signature just for somebody to approve but you've been praying you've you've been shaking yes because that's going that is that is what it takes you've got to understand that it's not just about the signature of a person it is god working on you it is god preparing you it is god bringing you to a place of total trust and yieldedness to the life to the ways amen to the nature to the values, to the character, to the attitude of heaven. So that when the time comes for you to engage, whatever comes out of this, amen, doesn't get into your brain. You don't say, oh, now we have arrived. <laughs> Just because you bought, you bought God knows what, you know, now, now we've arrived. No, you have, not, you have not arrived. In fact, you're just beginning. You see, that's what I'm talking about. People with vision, amen, do not make what they have achieved or what they have acquired, amen, as the substance of their vision. No, they are still burdened. An assignment that cannot be sustained by vision is an ambition. An assignment that cannot be sustained, amen, excuse me, by burden is an ambition. An assignment that cannot be sustained by a burden is an ambition. It's not a vision. I tell you, today, if I see 20,000 people following me on Facebook, 
in the name of my assignment, guess what? I will still be burdened. In fact, I'll be more burdened. I will be more burdened because what you cannot sustain in the place, amen, of burden, don't call it a vision, is an ambition. All right? And if and, and if you and if you continue to live, amen, in the in the in the in the lie of pursuing a vision while it's an ambition, guess what? One of these days you are going to bow to the things that your hands have produced. Amen. You will bow to the God of money. You will bow, amen, to the influence of people. You will you will bow to the accolades of men. You will bow, amen, to your leadership position. Yes, that's what has killed a lot of people who we used to know. People we used to know who were prayerful people, who were godly, righteous people. But guess what? <laughs> guess what? They were they were never truly, they were never truly, amen, captured. Their hearts were never truly captured by God. A lot of people can have a uh, can have a passion about change. You wanna you wanna see a change? Wait until that change occurs. Then you will see themselves. They will change because the the change a layer of God has not touched their heart. You see, that's why sometimes God delays certain things. Amen. God delay. Amen. God delay. God make sure. He said, "Give him more time." They say, "But we've given him. We've given him. You know, five years." God God say, "Add another two to it. <laughs> Add another two more years." Let's see. Because at the nick of time, you may just give up. That, that, was, that, was, that was solved for you. He said, I've waited the first day, the second day, the third day. I've been waiting. I've been, I've been praying. I've been burning about this thing. He said, but when I saw the people scattering, ah, you see, his heart was exposed. <laughs> he said, when I saw the people scattering, he said, bring the offering. Let's, let, I mean, can do it. After all, <laughs> after all, Samuel is just another priest. I, I'm, I'm a king. Let's, let's, let's do it. They say, you have done a foolish thing. We cannot afford to make silly mistakes in the days we live in. Let, let, let burden birth the vision so it can be sustained by heaven. Let, let burden, let, let, let the burden of your heart birth, hallelujah, the vision so that heaven can sustain it. Lest you'll be, going to, you'll be looking for the witch of Endom, amen, to try to sustain, amen, a post that God gave to you, amen, but you've been deposed. Come on. We're looking at the powerful principle in Nehemiah. Nehemiah, on, Nehemiah is teaching us how to step into a day where we will represent God. We don't represent God, amen, but how we, how we present ourselves, you know, with our hairdo, with our nice lipstick, amen, with all the things we have learned and we have acquired, amen. It's just, yes, you've got to, it's a, you, in, the, in the war system, they say you've got to, you've got to brand yourself, amen. You've, you've well, you've brand yourself, you've branded yourself. Yes, yes, I can speak. <laughs> you've got to understand, if you are not ready, if heaven has not defined you, approved, ready, katala bayando, a day will come. Babylon will floor you. Babylon has glory. Babylon has glory. Egypt has glory. You've got to understand this, friends. You've got to understand this. Nehemiah was burdened. By the state of Jerusalem. By the disgrace of his people. But he did not run. 
He did not, hallelujah, out of zeal, go ahead. He didn't go say, oh, king, sir, live forever. Can you please let me go to Jerusalem and fix this trouble? Because eh, the Lord has spoken to me. I am burning. No, no, no. From, from the month, hallelujah, that he, he heard the bad news, he prayed, he fasted, amen. He, 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 he was burdened, amen. He continued to pray and he, listen to this, and he continued his service to the king. A lot of people out of foolishness, they took themselves where, where heaven placed them. That was supposed to be a transition to the next post. But they never allowed themselves, amen, to finish their transition in serving the king. They ran, they left their place, and the king says, sorry, you are fired. In fact, you are dead. You got to understand the principles of the kingdom in this new day. Nehemiah continued to serve the king wine. Like I said, I'm going to repeat it again. Occasion created an opportunity, occasion created. The king lifted his eyes and looked at Nehemiah and said, Why, what's going on with you? Why are you looking so sad when you're not sick? Did you see? That's what the king said. I didn't say that. That's what the king said. Why are you looking sad when you are not sick? Because by law, when you're sick, you don't come before the king. You don't, you don't, you don't, you don't even near, you don't near the tap, the palace when you're sick. You don't near the palace. Because you have to be vetted. There are doctors that check you. you. You go close to the king. No. Nehemiah is so important. If you want to kill, if you want to kill the king, you have to kill Nehemiah first. That was how important Nehemiah was. It's not the king that ought to be looking at the face of Nehemiah. It's, the, it's Nehemiah that ought to be looking at the king. Oh, king live forever. Here's, here's your drink. And the king lifted his eyes and looked at him and said, why, why is your face? That's a key point, friends. I'm showing you principle, amen, for entrepreneurship. I'm showing you principle, amen, for, for kingdom business. I'm showing you principle, amen, for leadership. I'm showing you principle of how to build for God and sustain the building. Don't do things out of zeal. Some people even do things because they've got the resource. The fact that you've got the resource does not mean, amen, that heaven has resourced you to carry it out. Because many other times we pray for resource. God give the, the fact that you have a resource does not mean that you have been resourced to carry out an objective. Occasion must, you see, if you, if you look at how God connect us to destiny, God always use occasion. In the in the case, amen, of 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 of, of Josh, jo, uh, let's start from Joseph. In the case of Joseph, he had a big dream, he had a vision, he had he had an objective. But guess what? Occasion created, amen, that that vision, amen, to become a reality. What was the occasion? He was sold into slavery. <laughs> he was sold slavery, amen. The, the the root of slavery, amen, led him to the place of the fulfillment of his vision. He was sold by his own brothers. Can you take that? Because when negative things start happening to us, all right, that is when we begin to doubt if indeed, I, did God actually call me into this thing? Because listen to this. If, if heaven ever call you to do something, expect hell to rise against you. Expect hell. Like I said earlier, expect the best people, the, the most closest people amen, around you to challenge you. That's Jesus. 
his own family, his own brother. They say, if you are, if truly you you claim you are the son of God, you claim that you 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 Messiah, why don't you show yourself? That, that's his brother speaking. They never believed in him. At the point, Jesus was in, in doing his work. They say your your mother is here to to you know to to you know to to see you. He said, "Who is my mother?" <laughs> I mean, you could just read, be, you know, between the lines. Jesus, I, Jesus, our Lord, my. Lord. He said, "Who is my mother?" He said, "Are this not the one sitting close to me here? These are my mother and my father." He says, "Don't don't rub me into this emotional, ungodly, um, you know, um, uh, you know, uh, 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 soul tithing." You know, no, no, no. He said, "I don't do that." Who is my mother? What is Jesus trying to say? Is he rejecting his mother? No, but he's showing us a more important principle. That there's a better connection in doing the will of God, in finding rest and sustenance in the will of God, amen, than just you know, running around and, and, and playing the game of biological you know, uh, relationship. I'm talking about something very important here, friends. I'm, I, I, I want to speak to a new generation that will take over from these old cargoes, from this rejected, you know, you know, leadership that have perverted the law, that have corrupted the ways of God. A new order of church and leaders are emerging. A new order of ecclesia are emerging. But this will be young but mature, not old. There's a difference between old and mature. Wisdom is going to build this house. But we have to learn the ways of wisdom. We have to learn the ways of understanding. We have to let counsel, amen, lead us. We have to go, amen, in the fear of God, hallelujah, so that the power of the revelation of God may rest on us. So that we will not allow, amen, what we see with our eyes, our carnal eyes and our ears, amen, to deceive us. Listen, opposition in most cases, at the triggering point, amen, of the leading of the spirit. When we, when the enemies start to oppose us, when we begin to face negativity, that's not the time to begin to second guess and doubt. You see, that's that's because you have you are sure that God told you, God gave the assignment to you, God called you into that thing. Do you know how many times I've got friends who told me, if South Africa is difficult for you, why don't you come back to Nigeria? Nobody drove you out of your country. I say you must be foolish for you to give me such an advice. You see, if I was looking for an easy way out, I won't be in this country. I will have gone back to my country, gone back to Nigeria. Uh, things are, come on. But I, but I knew I heard God. I knew God spoke to me. There were more than one confirmation. There were several confirmations. So listen to this. I am ready. Why? While I don't want to die, but I'm ready to die in this nation, doing my calling, do, fulfilling my purpose, do, carrying out my mandate. No devil can kill me until I finish my work. You see, that's what vision does. Vision brings amen that 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 sense of you know certainty when the economy amen is shaking and everything is going <laughs> you 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 are certain you are sure 
Paul said, what is it that can separate us from the love of God? The love of God is not emotion. It's not how you feel. The love of God, amen, is a weapon head. Hallelujah. The love of God is a dynamite. Dynamite. Hallelujah. The, the love of God is, is power. The love of God is authority. The love of God is what pushes you, amen, into area that men, they say they want to kill you. That you say, I'm going there. That is Paul because he understood the love of God. If the love of God, hallelujah, as, as capture your heart listen to this you will be compelled in the love of god stephen stood and they were stoning him he was still praying father forgive them all these are birthed in the place of burden you see burden will birth the fruit of the spirit in your life you see there are things that informs the character of god in our life one of them is burden you see, when you're burdened about a people, about certain, you know, a, a condition of people in society, listen to this, listen to this. When you have a burden for prostitute, even if 100 women, you know, naked themselves before you and you're the only man, you'll be weeping for them. You'll be crying for them. You, you will not, you will not be moved an inch. You won't even think, oh, oh look at, no, no, you don't see. What you see is the mercy of God. You see, that's what burden does. No matter what is done to you, no matter what people want to do to you, in, in burden, you don't see their act. You see the heart of God. That's why you don't go into ministry or out of just zeal. You see, you can have zeal that is not born out of burden. You can have a zeal to be known, to be, you know, to be popular, you know. Yes. It's a competition today. But anything that is born out of burden, it will sustain you. Because burden, Alia, has his own life. I, I, I said it this morning. Within, within the burden... There is a life that sustains the vision. You know, sometimes 2 a.m. I'm, I'm awake. Yesterday I was awake, you know, 3 a.m. Just to get, you know, some things uploaded and, you know, some of the messages that I've been uploading because for almost two weeks we've not been able to do some uploading. So I had to wake up. You know, I woke up 12 a.m. yesterday, but I was so tired. I had to go back. I had to drag myself back to bed. And by the time I looked at the time, I was like, okay, 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 I need to get up. I need to get up. Yes, it's called burning. Burning will push you. Even when your body is screaming, oh, no, no, no. Burning will push you. Will push you. Will push you. Will push you. All right. There's nobody around hailing you. And I know, but you see, there's, 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 there's a company of people hailing you. Say, go for it. Go. Go. There's a cloud of witnesses. You see, there are things that we do, not because there are people around us, but because there are, there's a great cloud of witnesses. I want you to pick into the heart of Nehemiah. Let's not just talk about the act of Nehemiah. Let's touch the heart of Nehemiah. Because when we touch the heart of Nehemiah, we can begin to understand his act. When we touch the heart of Nehemiah, it's easy to understand the act of Nehemiah. This is a guy in a citadel. <laughs> a citadel. This guy is comfortable. 
is comfortable where he is. Yes, he's in captivity. Are we not in captivity? Is Babylon not captivity? <laughs> Come on. Is you think you're working, you're you're earning seven digits, you're earning six digits, and you're happy. Hallelujah. And you know, every month you every month you smile to the bank, you're working hallelujah for Babylon. Don't fool yourself. Even with your money, with your nice house, with your nice car, you are still in bondage. <laughs> you know, uh, and, I, and a lot of Christians giving testimony. See what the Lord has done for me. Come on, what has the Lord done for you? Your heart should be burning. You should be weeping for the state of Jerusalem. That's why today the church has turned to something else. People, people give all kinds of fickle testimony. Fickle testimony. Bought a car. I got a house. I was promoted. Fickle testimony. Oh, you say, what are you talking about? I say it's fickle testimony. If your testimony is not transforming life, changing life, empowering society, amen, bringing people to a place where the, I mean, we live in a day where poverty has been weaponized. I talked about that, you know, talk about that this morning. Where, where, where poverty has been weaponized by government, by society. My heart breaks. Just let election time comes. You will see how poor we are. And you will see how dumb and crazy and wicked our governments are. Just let election come. I mean, we live in a time where people will sell their souls, sell their, 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 their vote for, you know, for 100 rand, for 200 rand, and a, and, you know, and a bag of milli meal, and a bag of rice. They will sell it. They are selling their destiny because they have weaponized poverty. That is a nation whose wall is shattered. When our walls are shattered, our identity is stolen. Our innocency, our innocency is stolen. We live in a world today where there are no walls. In a world where a 12-year-old at 11, 12, she's still outside. And the mother, she's somewhere drinking. Father, somewhere drinking. The 12-year-old has to come back home to make sure that the little ones go to bed. In a world where our fathers and mothers are nowhere to be found. Their identity as parents is taken from them. In a world where, you know, 12 years old, 14 years old are being pushed to go have boyfriends. So, so that they can get pregnant. All right? So that the money they get all right, from, from the child, from what they call the child grant. Amen. The parents take that money to sustain themselves. That is how bad things are in this country. The, child, the children are pushed to men. And then we have those that are called the blessers. In this country. Where, where married, married, married women are going out with other married you know, uh, men. Uh, and, the, and the husband know as long as they are bringing money home. That is a nation whose walls are shattered. Where you have a man. 
you have close to 70% of girls, young girls in school are pregnant. They can't go to school because they are pregnant. Where you have, where you have girls going to school with their big tummy sitting in the class. What a shame on our government. These are all issues that we, when we talk about, you see, that's why you, you see, that's why you've got to be burdened. You see, you, these, these are not things you run into with zeal. No, no. You see, when you, when they burden your heart, and you will lock yourself in the place of prayer until they give you a blueprint. That's what burden does. Burden gives you a blueprint. What is the blueprint? The vision. Vision is the how-to. Is the how-to. How-to. How to carry it out. We read the scripture. Paul said, I was not disobedient to the heavenly vision. King Agrippa. <laughs> I was not. You see, burden births a vision. Vision comes from heaven. Hallelujah. You don't touch heaven until you go via prayer. So don't think prayer is just that, you know, thing you do. Hallelujah. Praise the Lord. Thank you, Lord Jesus. No, you pray until you hear God speak. You pray until heaven speaks. Then they show you what to do, how to go about it. So that when, you, when they say go, listen, you don't look back. You, you cross the Rubicon. When Caesar crossed the Rubicon with his men, he knew, hallelujah, that he must take Rome. He must take the land. He must conquer Rome. He, he knew that. There's no going back. To go back means death. When you cross the Rubicon, you don't go back. There's a point you cross earlier in your walk with God that you don't go back. There are, there are, there are realms that I have crossed that I cannot, I cannot go back. Paul said, we dare not go back to our vomit. There are things that I cannot go back to. There may be glory there, but those are fading glory. So you see, you see why are we talking about this thing? Because there will be opposition. From the time that David was anointed to be king, it took, it took David another 14 years for him to actually take the throne. Can you wait? Are you processed enough? Have, you, have they taken you through, amen, the crucible? Has, has your silver been purified? Can you be used as an arrowhead to bring a change? Amen. To a dying society. Can you be used as a voice to awaken a sleeping generation? Oh Lord, I feel your burden fall upon me. Don't do things for doing its sake. You've, as believers, we do things because we are mandated. We are mandated. But mandate begins in the place of prayer. When he heard, his heart was moved. He began to pray. The prayer but amen, a burden. Burden but what? A vision. It's in vision that the spirit of leadership is released. <laughs> and I hope you understand that leadership is not just about leading people. Leadership is about initiating things. Leadership is about creating paths. Leadership is a, is a spirit of a path finder. Leadership, amen, is, 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 is a trailblazer. A leader is a trailblazer. A leader doesn't wait. Everything working there, no. He, he creates the path to make things work. A leader is an inventor. 
They said, but nobody, nobody in your father's house bear, bear such a name. Zachary, John, they said, the God has changed the order. His name will be called John. Is a new order of leadership. God is looking for those that will be called John in South Africa in this brand new day. The order of Zachariah, amen, is dying. His last is death. They are, they are breathing their last breath. They are dying. The Zacharias are, are dying and the Johns have been awoken. But John will have to understand the way of the Spirit. The king asked him, what would you have me do? I'm going to read that scripture again. Are we doing well with time? Let's see. Thank you, Father. When the king spoke, I call that, amen, an occasion that creates avenue for you to express the vision. Listen to what I've said before. Let me repeat it again. A vision that cannot be articulated is an ambition. Or an in initiative that cannot be articulated. Amen. If somebody wakes you up any time of the day or you, you meet somebody on the road and they say, so what's your vision? <laughs> and you're still, the Lord is good. Uh, 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 shut up. You don't know nothing. You don't understand why you exist. You see, because when you know why you exist, if they wake you up in the night as you're sleeping, they say, what's your vision? You should be able to tell them earlier in five words, in five statements. Finish. A vision that you're still thinking, you're still scratching your head to. <laughs> it's, not, it's, you know, it's not a vision yet. You need to still pray. You, you need to be with the Lord. Hallelujah. Let them, let them still be cooking you. Say, write down the vision. Habakkuk 2. Write down the vision. Listen to this. Let me read it. Let me read it. We've read it before, but let's go back then. I like, I like us to understand things. Oh, Jesus, help me, Lord. Mm. Abacook, where are you? I was just opening to Abacook now. Quickly, quickly, quickly. I want to show you something. Abacook chapter 2. I will stand at my watch and station myself on the ramp. I will look up, excuse me, I will look to see what he will say to me. Who will say to you? God, of course. And how I will answer, amen, to the complaint that I've been given to him. Then the Lord said to him, you know, then the Lord replied, write down the, the vision or the revelation and make it plain on the tablet. Make it plain on the tablet. In those days, the, their tablet was stone. <laughs> In our day, it's technology. Write it down. Have it on your phone. Why? Because they want you to have proximity with the vision. But not just you. Listen to this. They say, write it down on the tablet. So that the heralder may run with it. Excuse me. Who is the heralder? When you go look for that, the meaning of that word heralder, this is the NIV. Some translation will say, so that the town crier 
you know, so that the one, the messenger, the one who carries message, amen, you know, so that, amen, social media can carry, ah, come on, <laughs> so that the heralders, in those days, amen, you send message through the heralders, they are the one that comes to announce, the bridegroom is here, yes, the Bible says, and there was a cry in the night, that was the cry of the heralders, amen, another heralder we have in our day are intercessors, they are prophets, all right, it says so that the heralders may do what? May run with it. But here's another dimension to this translation. So that the people who, who see it, as they see it, they understand immediately what you represent, and they can run with it. In other words, they can help you fulfill it. There are certain people, they have, you know, they know what they want to do, but it is not clear. It's not clear for everyone around them to understand. What are you selling? <laughs> let me use, let me use, let me use Babylon language. <laughs> let me use the language of Babylon. What are you selling? Is this so, is, is the product so clear that people can, can immediately understand your product. You see? Let's go back to Nehemiah. I'm, I'm teaching us something. You see, in the world system, they will pay you for this kind of information. They will pay you well. Because you're giving people insight into how they can succeed. See, but this is kingdom. It's free. All right? But not everything in the kingdom is free. So if the Lord touches your heart to bless me, please don't don't delay it. I need it. <laughs> oh, Labashayanda. Let's go back to chapter 2 of Habakkuk. Remember? Let me take it again from verse. Let me go back to chapter 1 and look at amen, verse 1. In the month of Kislev, in the 20th year, you see, so the, the, the date were clear. In the month of what? Kislev. That was when he had this encounter with this man that came from Judah. Amen? Yes. And he asked the question about the state of Jerusalem, the, the, the state of the people who survived the exile. And they told him, they said, oh, the, the people who, who, who are the people, the, the, the people are back from exile. Okay. And uh, they're in great trouble and they're disgraced. Then they told him, they said, the world of Jerusalem is broken down and his gates amen, are, are burnt with fire. He said, when I heard this, I sat down. You see, that was the first posture. He said, when I heard this, I sat down, amen, and wept. For days, I mourned and fasted and prayed before the God of heaven. Then he explained his prayer. Then in chapter 2, the Bible says, in the month of Nisan, not in the same month again, you see. So there's a time span. There's a time span. There's a time span. I'm showing you keys here. There's a time span. All right. In the month of Nisan, in the 20th year, Alright, it's the same year, but they're different months. The king attacks this. He says, he says, he says, uh, let me take that again. In the month of uh, Nisan, in the twelfth, in the in the 20th year of, of King Axaxis, he says, I was I was I was brought before him. He says, and I took the wine and gave it to, to the king. 
listen to this. He said, I had not been sad in his presence before. I had not been sad in his presence before. No, you, you can't even be sad because they will throw you away. They will kill you. you will, <laughs> he said, I've not been sad in his presence before. So the king asked me, why does your face look so sad when you are not sick, when you are not healed? Why, why is your face looking so sad? This can be nothing but a sadness of heart. Sadness of heart. Some translation will say sorrow of heart. Sorrow of heart. Sadness of heart. Alright? Then he went further. He said, I was afraid. <laughs> when, I mean, when the king said that you, you are looking sad, what are you supposed to be? You should be afraid. He said, I was afraid. But then, I said to the king, you, you can be afraid, but still have the voice. You can be afraid, but still have the voice to speak. And when you want to speak, please, don't begin to get, give story. Don't start from the days of Lord Lugard. And they, uh -uh. You go straight to the point. Go straight to the point. That's how you sell your product. That's how you sell the things of the kingdom. I told you, I, I shared this vision. All right? When the first time I met, you know, Apostle uh, 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 Sagi Govendo in Nigeria, he asked me, so, what's your philosophy about, you know, the, the Reformation, you know, and the Apostolic? I told him straight, the revelation of Jesus. He looked at me and gave me a thumb and said, wow. <laughs> I'm sure he's not, he has not heard it that quick and fast. Uh, because, I mean, these are things I've been teaching. I've been teaching this thing. Right then, there, I told him, it's the revelation of Jesus. What can be greater than the revelation of Jesus? That we may know him. And guess what? Based on the, the few things that I said to him under 15 minutes, he invited me to his church in Durban to preach. And when I preached there, I shook the whole place. They all they were like they invited me again. <laughs> Come on, friends. I was afraid, but I said to the king, May the king live forever. Why should my face not look amen? Look sad. Listen to this. When the city where my fathers are buried lies in ruin. The city. I hope you understand that in, 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 in his question, they told him about the bond gates and war. Now he included the entire thing. The city. He didn't just say the gates are burned, the walls are burned. No, no. He said the city. Everything that includes the city. I want to take the city. <laughs> I like this man. He's a man of vision. Vision has no limit. Except the one that is placed by him, by the giver of the vision. Why should my face not look so sad? When the city where my fathers were buried lies in ruin. And its gates have been, have been, have been destroyed by fire. Then the king said to him, What do you want? What? Then the king said to him, What is it that you want? What do you want me to do? Listen to this. You would think Neymar would say, ah, <laughs> I want, you know, 500,000, you know, uh, rubies. Or I want, you know, no, 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 no. Neymar did not fall into that trap. Somebody asked you, what do you want? What do you want? No, no. The man said, when they asked him what, he said, I, and I prayed. I used to say, you know, back in those days, I say to my people, I said, what kind of prayer did Nehemiah prayed? And at the same time, you know, answering the king. Because listen, listen, if you read, go read the scripture. And then I prayed to the God of heaven. Then I answered the king. 
How do you connect those two together? You're praying, but you're answering the king. Nehemiah is showing us some powerful principle here. That you dare not. Prayer means that, listen to this. Prayer means that you suspend your own idea. Prayer means that you suspend your own humanistic idea about things. How you expect things. Prayer means that you suspend, amen, your own expectation. You connect with God so you can say the right thing. I pray to the God of heaven and I answer the king. You see, when you pray, you, know, you will always know how to answer. When you pray, somebody is asking you. In the, you you are you are you are in the boardroom. All right, everybody is brainstorming. This is what we want to do. You're just there listening, listening. You're communing with heaven. When they ask you, so what do you think about this situation, Father? Thank you for your wisdom, knowledge, understanding, counsel. You open your mouth, and everybody's like, "Huh? How did you know that? Wow." Listen to this. God, God would dumbfound the counsel of Aitofer so that amen, his counsel in you becomes what carries the day. If I'm a, if I'm a businessman, I will be very successful. <laughs> I, I'm telling you. I, and I, I'm not joking. Because it's easy. This is kingdom, kingdom business 101. This guy is going to engage, amen, the restoration of a, of a city, of a nation. And he's showing us the principle earlier of, of, of connecting with people who have the power and the resource. You would think, you would think Nehemiah will be praying, God, you know, king, give me, give me X amount. No, he had to connect with heaven first. Do you know that you can actually you can actually get certain thing without you contributing anything because of your answer because of the way you respond and you can make life miserable for yourself because of how you respond The king said what do you want me to do I pray And of course the next thing is give me access to the king's forest I mean you will, you will be thinking, this, this young guy, how does he have this kind of wisdom? Because he prayed. Listen to this. Many of us have been saying, oh, the, the, the wealth of the Gentiles are laid down for, you know, the, for the church. We are going to claim. If you don't have wisdom, they will never show you and they will never give to you the wealth of the Gentiles. Because they know that you are still immature. Even if they give those wealth to you, you will squander it. Nehemiah was strategic. He understood the ways of God. He understood, amen. The, he understood the heart of God. Because you see, it's God who knows the heart of man. God had already given him favor by the king first looking at him. Do you know that's called favor? Everybody's talking. You know, you you nothing. You're not you're nobody. You're just there. Right, but everybody is brainstorming. And then, you know, the boss looked at you and said, okay, uh, are you, so what do you think? Oh, uh, yeah, yes, you, me, yes, you. What do you think? You see, God is creating an occasion for you. And then you say, but, uh, 
can I give this uh, idea? I think I've, I've made, let's look at it this way. They're like, wow, but that, that makes sense. Yes. You see, because when Joseph prayed, when Joseph, you know, prayed hallelujah, not only did God show him the dream, God gave him the interpretation. The same with Daniel. God gave him the dream and the interpretation. When God does his thing, he does it in perfection. Hallelujah. Let's round up here. We're looking at the Nehemiah's Reformation. But we're tracking the life of this man called Nehemiah. Because I know a lot of people want to hear, oh, how Nehemiah, we're going to get to how he began to engage and build. But let's look at the man. Let's understand the man. Because if you understand the man, you will understand his ways. There cannot be a reformation of Nehemiah if we don't understand the person, the personality of Nehemiah. If we, if we don't understand the kind of spirit this man is made of. This is my desire tonight. That you, God will infuse your heart with the heart of Nehemiah. Nehemiah was a strategist. Nehemiah was a strategist. Even when he got to the land, he never told anybody that, you know, he's in Jerusalem and this, this, this is his mission. No, he said, in the night I got up. And I went to begin to what? To survey all the gates. We'll get there. But tonight we're done for tonight. I want to believe that somehow the spirit of the Lord has been able to infuse your mind, your heart with something. Maybe the Lord has steered your heart towards something. Well, it's time, it's time for us to pray. Let's pray. Father, we thank you. Thank you for your mind. Thank you for your word. Thank you for your truth. Thank you for the impartation of your spirit. Lord, our heart tonight is burdened. And if we're not burdened, Father, give us a burden. Because only you can, only you can give us a burden. And, I, and I, I'm sure from the things that we've been saying, some people are beginning to catch a burden. But we pray, Lord, even as this burden begins to steer our heart, turn this burden to a vision. Vision is what you use to change society to change your people, to change lives. So tonight, Father, we thank you that your spirit will awaken in our hearts, oh God, a burden for the burnt gates of Jerusalem, the broken walls of our city here in South Africa. We pray tonight, oh God, that every life, oh God, that needs to be renewed, reformed, transformed, and power, you will show us how to do it. That we will not run out of zeal. That as Jesus approached the gate of Caesarea Philippi, he asked the question, who do men say the son of man is? You see, there are interactions that must take place at the gate. But when the gates are burnt, what else can men do? Except the Lord send one who has the capacity to fix the gate. Because when you fix the gate, you fix leadership. So we thank you, O oh God, tonight that you're stirring something within our nation, within our land. You're quickening us to come into this new reality of what your spirit is demanding in this day where you're calling us to reset, in this day where you're demanding 
renewal. Father, we realign our hearts. We discard the old. We embrace the new. May your kingdom come. May your will be done in our lives, O God. We thank you. We bless you that you will use every one of us for your glory. We discard ambition. We discard our own ways. We embrace the way of the kingdom. This world that looks broken, shattered. As we embrace the vision, the heavenly vision. Like Paul said, I was not disobedient to the heavenly vision. Lord, that you will resource us to bring a change. Men and women who are desiring to be used of you. Desiring, oh God, to bring change to society. Either in the arena of business, in career, oh God, career work, oh God, where, whatever, wherever, oh God, that they are seeking for a change. I pray, infuse their heart tonight. Even as they go to bed, engage them. Speak to them. Empower them. Renew them. But also awaken them. Resource has never been an issue to a man or a woman who is burdened. No. Because in fact, where vision is steered, where burden is located, resources are deployed there. I thank you, Father, for a change tonight. I pray for all the men of God that have connected and all the people who are planning to go particularly into ministry. I pray for them. Spirit of God, may they not engage this new day with the old wine skin. Change their heart. Change their life. Renew that which your spirit, oh God, yes, has infused in their heart. Help them to hear the voice of a new day. Help them to follow the direction of a new season. I pray for those who will be who are already engaging or will be engaging in the marketplace ministry. Thank you, Father. I ask, oh God, that you will touch their lives, touch their heart, touch their mind, quicken them. Thank you. Oh, hallelujah. Amen. In Jesus' name, amen and amen. Thank you everyone tonight for connecting with me. I want to give thanks to God for this great opportunity to be able to speak the word of the Lord, amen, to us and of course to the atmosphere, to this dimension called South Africa and of course to the rest of the world. We pray that the Spirit of God will continue to quicken our hearts and make us hearers of the word and doers of truth. I want to appreciate everybody tonight. Thank you so much, Sister Tina, for connecting. Amen. Thank you. Thank you, uh, my brother, Simpiwe. Thank you for connecting. Also appreciate it. Amen. Uh, uh, man of God, uh, uh, my dear friend, Nusa. Amen. Thank you so much, Sister Dioni. Thank you for connecting also. All right, Reverend Roy. Thank you, my dear brother, Emmanuel. Thank you. God bless you. Really appreciate everyone tonight for joining, for connecting. Amen. And those people that are connected, amen, that of course there are people that also connect that I can see them see, see their name. So thank you everyone tonight for connecting with us. Appreciate it. May the Lord continue to strengthen you, strengthen his vision in your heart, in your life. May he continue to renew you and, and empower you with fresh understanding of his, of his purpose for this brand new day. God bless you all. Hopefully we'll see you tomorrow. If you don't see me tomorrow morning, that's because, amen, 
there's no shedding because uh, I've already been told that the, you know the light is going to go off tomorrow morning ar around six. So uh, if I don't come on air, that's because the light is gone. But certainly later in the day, we'll continue on this concept, Amen, of the Nehemiah's Reformation. God bless you if you've been if you've been blessed, Amen. Why don't you drop uh, 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 you know a word there? You know, just say something, Amen, and just let other others benefit from what you've learned. Thank you. God bless you. Have a wonderful evening, all. Bye bye.